Oh, glory to God. It is so wonderful to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Amen. So do you have your playbook? Yes. Huh? Do you have your playbook? Do you have your Bible? Understand this, we are in the game. If you plan to be in it or not, you're in the game. And you need to know if you're playing offense or defense. Amen. So you need your Bible to tell you which and what time. Amen. When you're going to be on the offense or when you're going to be on the defense. Amen. Because we are in the game. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you got you got your word? Everybody ready? Yeah. Even my baby over there gonna be sitting this thing. Amen. Glory to God. We're not gonna have children's service today, but alright, young men? Is that okay? Okay, okay, look at Joshua. He got them tears. Amen, glory to God. Well, being before the Lord this week, and it's been a week of God, I thank you and I praise you. Nevertheless. God, I thank you and I praise you regardless. God, I thank you and I praise you instead of. I'm telling you, it's been that kind of week. But God, amen. And I hear God asking the question to his people today. Do you want an experience with him or do you want an encounter with him? Do you want an experience with him or an encounter with him. <laughs> Come on, an experience is something that you can be in right now, in the present, or something in the past. That's an experience. You can't experience the future till you get in the future. So an experience is always either right now, you can be experiencing something right now, or something you experienced in the past. Come on, do you want an experience with God, or do you want an encounter with God? Hallelujah. You can, um, Experience. Let me give you a quick example. Let's just say um, the experience is I have symptoms of a cold. I'm experiencing that right now. The sneezing, itch eyes, you know what I'm saying, coughing. So I'm experiencing symptoms of a cold. That's the right now. But in the past, something can trigger a memory of me remembering how I felt when I was in a cold. When I had a cold, I'm sorry. I can remember that experience, amen? And experience can be right now or in the past because you can never experience the future. Not until you get in the future. So God says, do you want an experience or do you want an encounter with him, amen? An experience can trigger your senses of things that bring back the past. Touch, taste, seeing, smell, and hearing. All those can bring forth memories. Do they not? You can hear a song and it'll take you back when. You can smell something and it will remind you of smell. You can touch something and say, oh, I remember when this something, something felt like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Taste something and say, oh, this is good. This reminds me of what a sense is set up there and it triggers memories. Amen? That's why we got to be careful of familiar spirits. Because your senses can take you back. That's why you look. You don't sit there and reminisce your, with your past. In other words, like this. What I mean by that? You know you did some dirt. Your pre-Jesus days. Okay? And now, let's just say you was in a relationship that really wasn't God-blessed. 
And so now you're in a place of God where God is moving for you. And up pops the relationship that wasn't God blessed. Now all of a sudden, one of the women that you remember when? Remember when we used to hold hands? Remember when we used to go out to the movies? And next thing you know, you know, fell back into that remember when? And all of a sudden, those old feelings began to rise up. Because you remember how you felt when you went to the movies with them. When they held your hand. When you went out to dinner with them. Amen. Mm -hmm. It triggers memories. And then you get caught up with familiar spirits that was not of God. You got to be careful and letting your senses take you back to a place you've been delivered from. Mm -hmm. Do you want an experience with God? Or do you want an encounter with God? Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. But an encounter. Hmm. But an encounter will God bring forth change in your whole being, in your mindset, the way you think, the way you talk, the way you walk. I said change in your being. Hallelujah. See, an experience, you may get changed for that incident that you learn from. Okay, okay, not to steal because I got caught stealing. I'm with the jail. I don't want to do that anymore. So you change in that incident. You don't steal, but you ain't been delivering the other stuff. But an encounter with God. Brings forth change in your being. Okay. Amen. Right. And who God created you to be. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh-huh. I hear something like, where are you going, Mom? I got you. Hallelujah. <laughs> and an encounter with God brings forth three things. An encounter with God brings forth three things. Awareness. Change in mindset. Obedience and compliance. The first one is awareness. Change. Obedience. Amen. Our encounter with God bring forth those three things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go on to Acts chapter 9. I got some word on it. Acts chapter 9. Glory to God. Mm. We'll start at verse 3 And I'm going to verse 6 Amen, Amen. Amen. And I'm coming from knowing me to amplify Acts chapter 9 Starting with verse 3 An encounter with God brings forth three things Awareness Hallelujah You got to be aware of who God is Thank you Jesus Change, hallelujah. You'll change what you have planned to do because now you know it's not right. Obedience. Now you're going to get up and do what God told you to do. Amen? Yeah. And it reads. As, okay, this is talking about, let me give you a little precept. This is, this is uh, Saul of Tarsus, Tar Tarsus going to Damascus because he's asked to be able to go and pick out the saints. He has for permission to go and get all the saints, men or women, that, that, that's, that's in the faith of God. So he wants to take them and bring them back, you know what I'm saying, for prison. Because mm -hmm. it was against the, against the law to sit up there and worship the Lord openly. Mm -hmm. Alright, so Saul is like, I'm going to get them. I had enough of these Christians. I got something planned for y'all. Alright? So on the way to Damascus, alright? Now here we go. As he traveled, he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, displaying the glory and majesty of Christ. 
And he fell to the ground and heard a voice, heard a voice from heaven saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me and oppressing me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city. And you will, uh, and you will be told what you must do. First, he got awareness. God had to let him know I'm here and I'm real. And then when he began to talk to God, it's something about being in the presence of God, in the glory of God, that shows you yourself. So now you had to change some things. Because if you notice, God just said at the end, because now you got the obedience. He says, get up and go to Damascus and go and wait for what you need to be told to do. He didn't say, okay, I'm still going to kill those Christians then. He didn't say, I'm going to get them and bring them back. In prison. He didn't say none of that. Now he was on his way to Damascus to do that very thing. He had had permission of, of, uh, 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 of not the leader, but of, uh, like, and this is like the governor over that area, over Damascus, if he can come. And those who uh, was in the faith, men or women, could he come and arrest them and take them back? Amen. Because they was putting Christians all in to be eaten by lions and killed all kinds of ways. Amen. So he wanted to go get some more. The only way to do some dirt, God made himself available and known to him. Only way. See, that's an encounter with God. He encountered God at that time. And when he encountered God, it changed his to the point that dirt he was going to do, he no longer planned to do it. Now he was willing to be a servant and go and wait. Yeah. Now his obedience kicking in. Because he's aware of God. Now he's changed what he's going to do. And now obedience comes in where God said, I need you to go here and wait. To what, what you must do. Till you are told what to do. Obedience. God says obedience is better than sacrifice. Do you want an experience or do you want an encounter? An experience of God will only get you so far. We have corporate worship. And we can feel the presence of God in here. And it's just a wonderful service. And it's always so nice. But you can leave the same way you came in. You can leave the same way you came in. If you came in broken, if you came in hurt, you can leave the same way. But yet you experience an awesome time in the Lord in corporate worship. Why is this? Because corporate worship is not the same as personal relationship. That's the difference. Personal relationship brings forth an encounter. Corporate worship can bring forth an experience. Hallelujah. Do we have some understanding? So you can sit there and be in corporate worship and you may say, well, you know what? I did that wrong and I'm going to go and apologize. All right? To that person. Or I'm not going to talk about that person. Or I hurt that person. Because you feel the presence of the Lord in the experience that's going on with a glory cloud probably in the house. And everybody's like, God, I bless you. God, I glorify you. God, I lift you up. 
corporate worship. So when you leave, you can say, I had a good time at church. Because you had an experience. But when you have an encounter, so you don't say, I had a good time in church. Yeah, I had a blessed time in the Lord. God answered my prayers. God answered my question. Now, I'm not going to go back home. I went back home and I left my house feeling like there was no hope. But man, I got strength. I know God going to do it for me. For my faith is made strong. Why? In the experience. The experience strengthens you. Hallelujah. But the personal relationship changes you. Amen. Yeah. Saul had an encounter with God that brought forth his personal relationship. His name was later changed to Paul. We hear a lot about Paul in the Bible. The one that had 5,000, um, am I right? Fed, fed. Over 5,000 uh, people were saved at one time after Paul's preaching. Amen. So we hear a lot about Paul, but we understand where did he start. He was first persecuting the Christians. And then that be funny when he had an encounter with God, then he became a Christian. See how things change when you have an encounter. But an experience, don't get me wrong, they're both are good. But they have their place. You got those that's going to church. Yes, they experience a good time in church, and they leave with the residue of the experience. But still don't have no change. But when they have an encounter with God, their whole being changed. They see themselves differently. They talk differently. They walk differently. It doesn't matter if they sit there strong as the preacher, but the fact is they're stronger than where they were. Yeah, I like that. That's good. An encounter with God. Hallelujah. Many cry out for God, change me. Change me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Do this for me, God. But see, they want, they want God to bless them without being aware of him. You got to have that awareness. So you can't just be tossing it right away side. God bless me. God, I love you. And you don't mean it. See, when you really are aware of God, aware of God your whole Mm. Your whole being changed. Your mindset, your thought, your faith increases. So now you know he's real. Yeah. He's real. You're aware of him. So being aware of God and that relationship is formed because it hangs up but form once you realize God is real. Then it sets up there and you change what you do. You get in the word, scriptures, uh, songs, songs and psalms. You get around people who are saying like-minded like you. You get around people who can make you strong in the word. You get around people that can encourage you. You get around people that sit say, I understand. You get around people that when you fall, they don't persecute you. They sit there and encourage you and lift you back up. You get around people who understand what it is to fall and get back up. Hallelujah. Why? Because they have encountered God. Their life has changed. Their mindset has changed. Amen? I'm talking about do you want an experience or do you want an encounter? Do you want the residue or do you want the change? See, in the change is when you get all of God. The residue will soon fade away. It's going to fade. Have you ever put on some perfume? 
and you got the residue or after spraying it in the Bible, what you think the smell is? Eventually, it's going to fade away. Mm -hmm. Amen? Glory to God. Do we understand about an experience? Go home the same way you came. Uh-uh. Let look. Become aware of God. Don't let him bring you to a place where you got to fall on your knees and cry out for mercy. Because you know, it's, I don't understand. Who is God? I shouldn't be doing this. God, oh, is the God is not finished with me yet. God is still working on. He been working on you for the whole time. You still ain't doing right. Mm -hmm. You know better and don't do better. Jesus. That's not God. Because God says, huh? There you go. Be ye holy, for I am holy. I just put that out there. They go to go on the finish. You see, I looked on the like, <laughs> Be ye holy, for I am holy. The Lord also says, Why call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? Why you not gonna do what God said do? But yet you asking God to bless you. Why you asking you not gonna do what God said do? And you asking God to deliver you. Why are you asking God to sit up there and, and make a way for you and you're not gonna listen anyway? Why? Why call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? That's God. No, we want to get mad at, at, at his uh his disciples. The ones that sit there and commit their life to the way of the Lord. We want to get mad at them. You don't tell me what to do. You don't um you don't know what God told me. Come you, you just trying to be controlling. You just trying, you know what? They would, people would suffer order everywhere but in the house of God. Come Why? On, come on, huh? On your job, you would suffer order. In school, you would suffer order. In somebody else's house, you would suffer order. But in the house of God, we think it's going to just run rampant. Why is this? What mindset is that? When the Bible says we have to reverence the Lord. The fear of the Lord is to reverence the Lord. You got to reverence him. That means how do you remember? So you lift him up, you praise him, you worship, you honor him, you glorify him, you give him respect. But no, we can give that to everybody but God, but yet when we get in some trouble, the first person we call on is God. And when we feel like that God ain't heard our prayers or won't hear our prayers or won't do what we ask, you want to call on everybody else. Sugar daddies, sugar mamas, amen. Want to call on all them. Bless me, help me. I'm having trouble. Well, call on the Lord. Let me tell you something. It's not that God don't use people, but it's the people you call on. Are they people of God? Because God uses people. But you can't tell me somebody who's busting hell wide open and can't see God for their own life or be able to bless yours. It's impossible. The Bible says you should know a tree by a fruit it bears. If your fruit is stinking, in other words, if all you do is wrong and everything is sneaking, conniving, and ain't going right, then honey, your tree is, the, is still exposing you. I don't want to make no power with your fruit. In other words, I don't want to receive nothing that you say and sit there and get it in my spirit because it's not working for you. Don't you know, for you to sit there and pray for somebody, for God to move for them, he got the first move for you. That's right. If God is not going to move back your prayers, mm -hmm. please don't pray for somebody else. Right. <laughs> it's not going to work. 
You're going to make yourself look ridiculous. You're going to be exposed. I'm trying to sit there and be like the seven sons of Stephen who wanted to imitate Paul. And they saw they went into a house where it was one man that had demons. Amen. The seven sons decided they're going to go in there and they're going to do like Paul. So they went to the man that was possessed with demons and said, I adjure you, I adjure you, which means I rebuke you, I rebuke you. And don't you know that one man with all them demons whooped them seven brothers? Yes, it did. To the point, they took, he took from them seven brothers what belonged to them. Mm -hmm. Their clothes belonged to them, but he whooped them out of their clothes. They went out the house naked, the Bible said. See, that's what happens when you try to play with the devil mm -hmm. and try to pretend like you're going to have a relationship with God and try to do the things of God. And don't have a relationship with God, mm -hmm. you will lose what belongs to you. Right. The devil will take it from you, then you come to God crying. God do this for me. Why? Mm -hmm. You don't have no relationship with him, don't want no relationship with him, ain't trying to have a relationship with him, but you want all his blessings. Mm -hmm. Don't you know sin separates us from God? Mm -hmm. Can't pat you on the head if you're in some dirt. You cannot bless what God has cursed. Understand that? Mm -hmm. And you cannot curse what God has blessed. If you open your life to cursings, what's somebody supposed to do? The Bible says who can be against you when God is on your side? Mm -hmm. But I ask you this, who can help you when God is against you? Do you want an experience? Or do you want an encounter? Do you want to continue to live in the residue and the memory of or do you want change for the better? To not only benefit your life, but benefit others. To bring heaven to earth. To do the will of the Father. To become a disciple of Christ. Yes. Do you want that encounter? Yes. But we got so many people that's willing to settle for the experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they wonder why stuff is open. Let me tell you something. Saints, being a child of God, we go through stuff. Because many of the afflictions of the righteous. So I don't want nobody to think this because you with God, everything is perfect. Uh-uh. The difference is, when I get in a situation, God has already promised to deliver me. Out of relationship, he has promised. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God has promised to deliver us out of them all. That's the difference. Because we do go through some stuff. We go through some hard times. Our money went away funny. People lied on us. People don't stole from us. But when you got God on your side, the best thing you do is to pray for the people and try to help them if you can. Because it heaps coals upon their head. They can't do it. See, they can't stand it. When they did you wrong and you're doing them right. They can't stand it. That's what an encounter with God will do for you. Cause you to love your enemies. See, I'm going to tell you something. You can't love your enemies in an experience. You can't have the mind of Christ in an experience. You cannot pray and set people free with an experience. Only with an encounter can you do it. Because an encounter empowers you with power from the God, from the Most High God. Experience, you enjoy the residue. Remember when? Oh, I'm having a good time now. And then when you leave, you got the residue of what was. But an encounter, when you leave, the change leaves also. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? 
When you leave, the change, God can change you in that encounter. And when you leave, the change is with you. It's a difference than with the experience. Don't settle for just the experience. Stop thinking they're the same thing they're not. Saul did not have an experience. Amen? He had an encounter. Hallelujah. And through that encounter, he became a child of the Most High God and brought heaven and earth back, getting others delivered by preaching a good word, people being saved, coming unto the Lord. What must I do to be saved? Well, this is what you must do. Because he can give a, he got a testimony. He can say, I was once like you. I didn't believe in God. I didn't believe, as a matter of fact, I persecuted Christians. If I thought you believed in God, I arrested you. See, he got a testimony. But man, I got understanding. Because I met God on the way to Damascus. The Bible says when he got close, that's when God stood there and appeared to him and let him know, you are persecuting me. And then he said, who? Who are, who are you, Lord? Now get this. When, you, when he says, Lord, we got to remember back in the um, Old Testament, women called their husbands Lord. That was just a, another sign of respect. So he didn't say Lord as in I know who's talking to me. So when he says, who are you, Lord? That's when he says, I am Jesus whom you persecute. And that brought forth change. Amen. Amen. You don't want have to, you don't want God to sit there and bring you to the point where you gotta fall on your knees because he's got to approach you personally because you refuse to listen to his vessels that's here on earth to lead and to guide you. But let me tell you something, most of the time it's not easy to have a Paul and Saul guided. Sometimes you end up going through some hell before you realize. Cause one said it wasn't until the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. See, there's different ways you can get to meet the Lord. What I'm saying is you don't want the way to sit there and bring you some pain and bring you some hurt. And that was God wants you to willingly come to him, willingly submit to him, amen? Willingly to choose an encounter with him and not just settle for the experience. Amen? amen. Glory to God. If you receive this word, give God a hand praise. Glorify him. An encounter or experience. Hallelujah.